welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind. And this week, my featured guests are members of the band Strangely Alright. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And the mailbag is MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. Joining me on the phone right now on the Mike Seibert Radio party line are members of the band Strangely Alright. Yeah, that studio audience giving it up for you guys. How um That is insane. Awesome. <laughs> Live studio audience going crazy for Strangely Alright. Uh, As it should be. How, how the hell are you guys well, doing today? Good, good. <laughs> doing super. Awesome. Uh I am doing great, Mike. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, uh, I, uh, first, I want to thank you guys all for joining me today. Uh, we're uh, again, we're going to have a blast. There's there's uh, four of uh, four of you on the party line plus me. So that's uh, that's it, it's officially a party. <laughs> So what what I would like you guys to do uh, first is let's go around the room and um, introduce yourselves. Let uh, let everybody know who you are and what you do in the band. Uh, Ken Schaff, uh, bass player. Yeah, I'm Jason Bear. I play the drums. And I am Regan Lane, and I am the vocalist and the ringmaster. And I'm Ray Hayden, and I play keyboards and backing vocals and watch Criminal Minds. <laughs> you know, I, I used to like Criminal Minds up until I didn't. Hey! Well, it makes Ray very paranoid. Yeah, we've got I don't know why he keeps watching Ray. it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things. Ray watches it so often that we can find him curled up in the corner, scared that people are breaking in, and, and one of us might be a serial killer. So it, it's, it's, it's weird. I'm only worried about you bastards stealing my stuff. <laughs> so, it, so it's educational programming then. I don't know what it is for them. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. So, like, like I mentioned a, a bit ago, there's there's four of us here, but I think there's other folks in the band also. You know, some folks that uh, uh, weren't able to join us uh, today. Could uh, who wants to talk about the other people in the band? Regan has assembled a, a fantastic band of brothers, and the other two cats that aren't here is uh, Troy Moss and Sean Van Dommelen on guitar. And those guys, they're, they're badasses. They both bring a completely different style of guitar playing to the mix, and um, uh, they're they're great guys. Um, not so not so nice on the eyes, but they're they're damn good players. <laughs> <laughs> damn good players. <laughs> That made me happy. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. <laughs> oh man! All right, so um, making friends everywhere you go, aren't you, Ray? So, uh, so before we get into what's new with the band, because because uh, you guys got some uh, uh, cool stuff out and about and coming up, um, let's let's start with the basics. Let's start with what is strangely all right, and how would you describe your sound and basically what you're all about. Well, SA is is basically at the bottom of it a rock band, but we have elements of of uh, you know pop and blues with the guitar players and uh, synth, a little electronics in it. And uh, the basic the basic thing for us, at least from from my end, the way I see it, is that uh, this thing is about uh, the message that you can be whoever you want to be 
and no matter who you are, that's enough. And uh, that, that love is the answer, that the power of love uh, wins. Hatred and, and all of that noisy stuff that we hear in the world today is just that. It's very noisy and loud, so it seems to be at the, at the forefront of everything. And uh, the power of love is quiet and slow. And, um, you know, I, I believe in that. I believe in that stuff. And uh, uh, our friendship as a band uh, communicates uh, those things. Um, it shows up on stage in a way that I can't really put my finger on, but there's a certain chemistry with the six of us together that uh, is extremely unique. And uh, so, so that's my take on it, you know, for, from my end of what I see uh, from, from being the singer in front of, uh, of these guys. So anyway, that's yeah, it. that was well said. Gotcha. Very cool. So, um, so obviously, uh, uh, love is definitely a, uh, a theme of uh, strangely all right. Um, so, uh, with that, uh, Regan, I got I got to ask you before we get too far. Um, how was Vegas? Oh, the Beatles love. Yeah. Yeah. See, see uh, what yeah. I did there. Well, that was very a, a nice segue. Very smooth. <laughs> you know what? The, the deal with that is uh, for me. I, I took my kids. Uh, I've got a, a 21-year-old daughter and a 9-year-old at this stage of their lives, and we went and saw the McCartney thing a couple years ago. And there's just something about that connection uh, w- with your kids when they're they're digging something that you like. And uh, so being hearing the Beatles songs in that context, and my 21-year-old enjoys it. My 9-year-old is obsessed. And uh, she listened on my iPhone for three days straight, deciphering uh, Beatles songs. And uh, so, yeah, man, it's very inspiring to me, you know, that that she's into it like I am. And it's just, I don't know, it's one of those weird in the universe kind of cool things. I mean, (laughs) I'm a lot older than my nine-year-old. And uh, for us to be able to connect seamlessly on on that level through music is uh, it's uh, what is the, what is the word? It's uh, very satisfying, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's the word, but it's really cool. We uh, we have been working on getting the this interview scheduled for a little bit now, and that was actually one of the um, delays that came up. But the cool part mm-hmm. about that is that I uh, got the opportunity to uh, hear for myself and share with the audience uh, your new song, All of Us Are Strange. And mm-hmm. and with that, it was kind of interesting because like you shared with me that you were uh, taking the family to see uh, Beatles Love, and that was obviously a, a very important to you and i i couldn't help but notice um that that beatles influence coming through on that track one with you know some of the the artwork that you guys have but also just kind of like the overall groove and vibe i don't know if that was intended but just that was kind of the association that that um uh that kind of percolated in my mind uh when i first encountered that song um so so that's why i'd like to get into next let's talk about about your new song um all of us are um all of us are strange and what's um uh what's new with the band <laughs> what's new with the band well well we did a video for that and um that was really fun and it conveyed the message um i, I don't speak up and i don't think any of us really do about the political climate mm-hmm. uh but uh 
that that song is about everyone's included. Everyone gets to come in, and everyone has their quirks. And on the other side of it, everyone has their um, character defects, if you will. Um, so all of us are strange. And, and trying to just talk about it being a level playing field. And to me, and what I tell my kids and my wife and I, uh, I talk about it with friends, is it feels like at this time in, in our country's deal we'll call it um it's a sink or swim thing yeah uh, and it's about it's about listening and and trying to understand people that i don't understand and i think that's what the song's about and once again underneath all that is that umbrella of love of understanding and empathy and 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 having grace and and all of those things and ray talks about that a lot too um so that that that's my take on it from from for that song. What's going on with that? And yes, uh, you know the the Beatles stuff, and you'll hear other influences in our music. That's mm-hmm. not the only thing, sure. you know. But instead of hiding it, it's just there. It is what it is. I mean, you grow up with what you grow up with, and uh, that for sure. And then the next step for us after that is where we've been plugging away because we're all extremely busy with life is we're doing a thing called uh, an EP with six songs called Stuff that Sean is producing. And that too, the underlying message is that it's all just stuff without these connections that we have. Our brotherhood is friends and, you know, we're, we're like family and our connections with uh, other human beings and our connections with our loved ones. And without those things, without love, everything you gather, you know, um, your new car, your new, your new house, your new clothes, it's just mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, it's a kind of a hollow existence, it seems like to me, without, um, without love in there. So, um, and the band, I don't know, I mean, I mean the band, we are, um, we are getting better than any band I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when, and it's the weirdest thing when you sit down with a group of people and, uh, uh, I don't think any of us are the greatest players ever, but when you put it all together, there's this unique, cool thing that's happening. So, you know, we got the single and the video coming out tomorrow, and then in hopefully in the spring we'll we'll get our EP out, uh, and we're going to release that also on a cassette. Nice, it's a limited edition, 250 deal cassette. And uh, uh, Charlie Dent has a little record company. He's a friend of ours, a lawyer. And it's called Umbrella Records, and uh, we'll make that a special edition release, and just keep doing what we're doing. So, is there music that's available now from Strangely All Right that uh, that people can get their hands on and listen to? Uh, where can people go to uh, listen to the stuff that's available now? Um, Spotify, all our stuff's on Spotify. You can iTunes, Amazon, um, it's everywhere. But but in terms to buy it, um, those are the places. Just the usual stuff. Uh, our website www.strangelyallright.com. Yeah, we're we're we try to be in as many places as we can, and uh, we have decent distribution of everything that we put out, so it's available. So let's uh, let's jump back a bit because we're, we've talked about what's uh, what's kind of going on with Strangely All Right now, uh, but but I love origin stories um, and and I love just hearing how things uh, start and come together. So what I'd like to get into now is kind of um, how the band formed and what uh, what inspired you guys to make music together. Tinder. <laughs> so. 
um, some of us in the band, me and uh, uh, I, I won't give up anybody's anonymity unless they want to, but uh, I'm in recovery. So, sure. um, and uh, so I had a nice stretch of sobriety for a while, and then um, some things happened, and uh, I didn't do the things I was supposed to do, and I, I fell off for a bit. And uh, for me, what happens with that is, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I go from zero to 60 real fast, and things that I care about aren't as important as getting high. Mm. And so I get sober again, and I hadn't done music since my daughter was born in 2005, and um, I guess, I, I, Ken, you just have to be in this. So yeah. Ken is also sober, <laughs> okay. and he hasn't played in about 25 years. He happens to be my sponsor. And uh, so I said, hey, man, you're going to be my bass player. I'm going to start playing again. And, and I so said, I don't started, play. I'm he not said, playing. I don't play anymore. Because <laughs> I, I sold all my stuff. So we started in my bedroom playing like Counting Crows songs because we couldn't really remember how to play. Sure. And that was like uh, five years ago. And um, that, so we put together a little group and we had all kinds of weird stuff happen where people die and one guy killed himself. Just insane shit, man. I mean, I don't oh, even geez. know how to explain it. And uh, uh, I asked uh, Ray to play keyboards with us and he kind of hemmed and hawed but he was interested <laughs> and uh ray really solidified things a with his playing but also with his personality and his attitude and uh it, it was the start of having people in the group that uh, they really wanted to do something but also enjoyed playing music together it wasn't a battle and then uh, Sean uh, came along. I'd always appreciated. He, Sean and Jason play together in a band called Strangely, or, or excuse me, Sleepy Pilot. Oh, okay. And they're really, really good. If you look them up, Sleepy Pilot is, is a wonderful band. Sean's a great songwriter. And I asked him to play with us. So that goes to there. And uh, it, it's it's like anything, it kind of morphs and, and it grows. And then Troy Moss, at least for me, has been the missing piece that I didn't even know. I was playing guitar at, at the point and all this stuff. And then I set the guitar down and Troy came in and played with he and Sean. Mm -hmm. And um, just, it, it's really, um, chemistry-wise, spiritually and musically, it's just taken it up another level. So it's been yeah, like this, five this years is a group of really just really good guys. I mean, you hear all the time people say, "Oh, these are my best friends and all that." But they, mm -hmm. we're this is no joke. We're all really close, really good friends. Everybody's really good people. Yeah, it is kind of a gift for sure. So, yeah, I, no, I I agree. With, I agree with that. With, with what Regan said, and um, when Regan said I hemmed and hawed, it was more. It was mostly for the record. It was mostly hawed. <laughs> Not so much swimming, but a lot of time. Um, but, you know, I'm, I personally um, may not be going through the type of recovery, you know, maybe that Regan and Sean are. But I think that the one, of the, one of the biggest reasons that this band truly connects with so many people on such a broad basis is because, you know, we're, we're all really recovering from something, um, whether it's a loss of a friend, a mm. loss of a relationship, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever. I'm diabetic. And so for mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. um, um, ten, 10 years of being a diabetic, there, it's a sort of a recovery, Mike, because I 
you know, literally, and I'm not even kidding, um, my son caught me in the pantry sneaking cookies. So there's something that we're all addicted to that's sure. probably not good for us. I know that sounds kind of, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay the sobriety, but you know what? Eating sugar is, as, sugar is as bad for me as, you know, maybe some other separate substances for anybody else. Sure. And one thing about this band is, you know, we get together on Thursday nights and we have rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody will agree with, it's also a good form of therapy. It all, it all reminds us that none of us are perfect. And coming back to it full circle, I think that's one of the reasons that we really connect with people is because when we get up on stage, we're not trying to be rock stars. We're just trying to have a good time and bring people into the experience and give them a distraction from a world that has got a ton of pain and chaos in it. And so yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my take on this. Raymond, that was awesome. And, and that, is, that is so true what you said. And, and I never feel like that you uh, minimize my type of recovery because I know that your thing that you go through has its own ups and downs and physical ailments. So that, that was cool, dude. That, that totally makes sense to me just as a friend. That was awesome. Good shit. <laughs> hey, don't cuss. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I want to throw a plug in there as well. Please. Um, you know, we, we've had some, you know, there's been a couple members that have come and gone with strange. Right. And, I think one for me personally, and I know I know Jason's going to get all teary eyed here, but mm-hmm. um, I think one of the one of the most powerful additions um, to the band was bringing in Jason. We call him JB. Um, but you know, bands everything starts with the rhythm section, and you know, Ken is a badass bass player. But if the time is not kept, if the noodling is all over the place, you know, you're in trouble. And Jason. Both per- from a, from his personality and his playing, really really keeps the band grounded. Our time is impeccable, and it's all because that guy focuses Hold not on down. what can I play to impress what can, what can I play to impress people, but how can I keep this thing solid? How can I keep it down? And you know that's not always an easy thing for a drummer. I mean, I would compare Jason to like like the drummer from ACDC. Sometimes he doesn't always get to play you know, the most complicated or interesting riff that he right. plays what's needed for the song. And uh, that's, he's, he's really the backbone of Strange Real Light, in my opinion. <laughs> no, and that's I think everybody does that. You know, everybody's very um, uh, considerate to the song and each other's parts, and that, that's important to everybody. You don't find that all the time in a lot of bands. So, JB, I apologize, because while I was telling the history of Strange Real Right, I was inside of my head, and I got all insecure that I was talking too much. And I was like, which I always do anyway. So. <laughs> That's what we're here to do, man. Talk too much. Exactly. So you, let me uh, back up, because I did forget. So sure. I, I just, like, was getting in my head. I was like, oh, shit, I've talked about. Anyway, whatever. And uh, But so when we we made a change at drummer, and we kind of knew it was coming, all of us, we just didn't know who it would be and and jb didn't you rehearse or just come hang out and jam with us a couple times just yeah i did some filling rehearsals about a year prior yeah yeah so and and what happened was and i remember the show uh the the first time jb actually played so we're like okay the drummer we had had to leave for hawaii or whatever and he's a good guy and all that but we played at the taste of tacoma is that correct 
Yeah, I think it might have been, yeah. Yeah. So I remember, uh, so we do the show, and we're all just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And Ray came up to me, and I think, uh, and you can clarify this, Ray, but didn't, like, 10 people come up to you in the course of after the show and say how much the band had improved with, with Jason on drums? Isn't that correct? Along those lines, people were like, oh, my God, it's dialed in. You guys are who you're supposed to be now. Right? Basically, go right. No, absolutely. And that's, and that's, no, and that's absolutely 100% no detriment to the per- previous drummer. But, you know, with oh, bands, yeah. um, it has to be, um, it has to, it ha- everything has to sink and be in its right place and, and, you know, square peg, square, square hole, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. exactly right. There was, you know, it was, it was a noticeable difference um, from a stylistic standpoint, for sure. Absolutely. It's just weird. It's like a, everything just got locked in. Very cool. Well, um, uh, continuing with uh, origins a bit. I mean, before before we get into influences and kind of what informs your sound. Um, okay, so obviously uh, the the band Strangely All Right operates out of uh, Seattle. Would you guys consider yourselves to be a quote unquote Seattle band? <laughs> well, we're we're. We live in Tacoma. We okay. all are out of Tacoma. Yeah. So, nice. um, a Seattle band, Tacoma band, all of that's kind of irrelevant mm-hmm. to us. I mean, um, I think just making great art and, and doing the best that you can do um, is really what it is. Because when I listen to bands from, you know, everything from uh, Stereo Embers or, or, or Thunder Pussy up in Seattle, a couple mm-hmm. bands that, that I think are cool. To, to the stuff down here, you know, um, uh, Fame Riot or Us, th- those are all unique, different sounds, and I don't really, I couldn't, if, if you play them for me and you didn't say, this is from Seattle, Regan, I wouldn't right. know that. You know, so, I mean, that that kind of uh, idea of, of being from a certain area creates a certain sound. This isn't the 90s, so, um, you know, it's, it's not a bunch of uh, all similar sounding bands. There's a lot of different stuff happening. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that. And one thing that's interesting that that I've discovered just in my time uh, doing uh, radio and getting knowing uh, getting to know bands is the the tight knit community. Like like the Tacoma music scene is a really tight community, and everybody watches each other's back and you know uh, uh, promotes each other's shows and and oftentimes actually shows up for each other's shows and things like that too. So that's uh. Um, so, well, no, no, I was just going to say, Jason and Ray are, are extremely, uh, you know, Ray, uh, Ray runs point for a lot of the community, at least from my standpoint. Um, he, he's always been a huge propon- proponent of, of the community part of it. And Jason makes it to a lot of shows. Um, I, I do a lot of the Facebook and I'll post stuff and, mm-hmm. and push stuff along for people. But uh, my deal's a little different in terms of uh, getting out just with the child. So it, And it is what it is. It's totally cool. I mean, uh, we all respect each other's family lives and things that we have to do. But in terms of that, that idea, and it's cool that you recognize it, um, that's one of the things that's been really good for me to be around someone like Ray, that he, um, he has this... this um, and I guess I uh, people have asked him before, and Ray, you can talk about this um, about the community thing that um, 
the manager of fame right after you said, are you for real, dude? Do you, you know, and you said, yeah, this is really who I am. How you promote and care about the fans in the community. So, uh, it's been really good for me to be a part of that. Well, it's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's, I've had questions over the years, you know, people say, you know, are you doing this for some ulterior motive? And hell yeah, I'm doing it for an ulterior, ulterior motive. I mean, the better the community does, the better, the, you know, the more places there are for bands to play and thrive. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike, you had, you had talked about the Seattle Tacoma thing, and I'm with Regan. I mean, it's all about the music and, and whatever. The geographical standpoint doesn't really matter so much. I mean, from a pride standpoint, yeah, from our, you know, our local community, of course. Sure. If you look back, if you look back to the 90s, Mike, and I know you being in radio as long as you have been and stuff, you know this already, but maybe people who have been listening mm-hmm. don't. Is the, the reason that bands like Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, you know, Mother Love Bone before that, mm-hmm. um, you know, Stone Temple Pilots, whatever, you know, bands like that, are they fantastic? Yes. Do they deserve to be on top? Yes. But the hidden gem behind all of that is the reason that those bands, and, and I and I, I strongly agree with this, if, if, if he, I'm agreeing with myself, how weird is that? <laughs> anyway, um, the, the, main, the main reason that those bands got a, a worldwide platform is because they were not selfish. They thought good music is good music. Let's celebrate mm-hmm. it together and, and with everyone who's doing it. They shared their fan bases. They collaborated. They did all that kind of stuff. And that's what we do. I mean, you know, we just did a show with one of the bands on there a while back. doesn't matter who the band is, but Regan was a part of that show. Members of Lindelof were part of that show. Mm-hmm. And that helps us not only promote it and get more people in the seats, but it also we also bring up those bands and their participation at the time. So one band can do a show but expose three, four, or five bands at the same time, and that's just smart. There's just, there's, I mean, it, it would be dumb not to. Why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> exactly, I like that. That be just that's smart. Love it. So, uh, uh, before we move away from uh, geography, are um, where are y'all from? Are you guys from the Pacific Northwest area? Or are you uh, transplants from uh, different parts of the country? I, I was born and raised in the Tacoma area. Been here my whole life. Yeah, this is Jason. Um, I was kind of a military brat, so I lived all over. And then I'm a veteran myself, so I lived all over. Uh, I ended up, you know, in, in Washington, thanks for thanks to the army or whatever. And uh, I just fell in love with this place. I'll never leave. Same here. This is Ray. I was uh, I, I grew I grew up in Kelso in Longview, uh, but then transplanted after a, a stint over um, playing in a band in Europe. Um, moved back to Tacoma, and so you know that the Pacific Northwest is my roof. Same with me. Born and raised in T-Town. So I, I've taken some trips out of here, but uh, definitely this is home. Always find your way home, huh? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Funny how that works. Def- Dude, I, I feel you because like I was uh, um, born in Seattle, raised in the North End, and now I live in Federal Way. Uh, I've, I've never lived outside of the Pacific Northwest out of, uh, out of Western Washington. I, I love it here. I mean, you know, we, we have real seasons. You know? yeah. uh, I mean, yes, there's a lot of gray and a lot of rain, but um, I mean, it, it, you can't beat it. I mean, it's gorgeous here. There's stuff to do. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, but You'd be... You'd be friends with my kid. She was my nine-year-old. When we got to Vegas, she was all bummed out because there was Christmas trees and it was seventy-five degrees, and she just like she just didn't think that was right. <laughs> Dude, I went through that in California last week. Same thing. Yeah. You're seeing Christmas trees and you're wearing a tank top.
stop. It's it's strange, man. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's like it doesn't match. It doesn't fit. <laughs> I know. You're just gonna say it's strange. You're all right, baby. <laughs> Perfect. Very good. So, so now that I've uh, uh, completely yanked us off course, uh, we are uh, we're talking to Regan, Jason, Ken, and Ray from a uh, uh, band, Strangely All Right, and you are listening to Mike Seibert Radio. And what a um, I, I want to get into influences. You know, we, we've kind of, uh, uh, you know, dropped some band names and things like that. But I, I kind of want to get into what you guys as individuals and collectively as a band, what you guys draw on and what really kind of goes into that that stew, that that delicious soup that is uh, Strangely All Right and where, uh, where you guys end up on that. <laughs> well, okay, well, for me... So I have, like, obviously, the, the Beatles and John Lennon and Power Poppy stuff, Raspberries. I like the Carpenters and whatever. I, 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 I'm, I just like a lot of that stuff. And the current bands I listen to right now, I, I like Weezer. I like Cage the Elephant. Um, that that type of stuff. I'll listen to Jack White and... Uh, uh, but but that's mine, and, mm-hmm. and that's just mine because these guys are miles away from that in some aspects. I mean, besides the Beatles thing, so go ahead, you guys. <laughs> I hate this question. I really do. I I have a hard time answering this thing every time because I listen to absolutely everything, and I'm influenced by everything I hear. I mean, I was stealing licks from Christmas music last night. I mean, it's weird. It's really weird. Oh, um, but I'm more of an alternative kind of guy. If I had mm-hmm. to kind of pick a sound, uh, more of a like a Queens of the Stone Age, you know, some Foo Fighters type stuff, uh, the hard rock and alternative stuff. Totally. Hey, this is Ray. I uh, that's one thing that. I, that, that makes his fans strange all right is everybody has different influences and, and my my influences are um I, i'd say predominantly toto and um pink floyd yeah and so as the keyboard player for this band my job is basically just to kind of throw some icing on the cake and kind of stream where you know the guitarist is very guitar and vocal oriented and so where the pink floyd influences come in is the, the sounds that i'll use on the synthesizer that are really kind of ethereal and, and dreamy um, that kind of tight, kind of bl- blend those together. And then on the piano, um, whenever I do play the piano road, that's where some of the Toto, maybe some of the super tramp, you know, type of stuff kind of comes in, mm-hmm. you know, when I do do that. Um, but it's funny because if you were to listen to the band, you're never going to hear where some of our individual influences are. But if you learn about each of us and where we come from, and then you listen to the band, you'll listen to it in an entirely different way. I mean, it's, it's just, Strange and Alright is the best name for us ever because it's, it doesn't matter what our influences are. We pull from those, and we're all very fortunate to be, uh, to be able to kind of lay out the landscape that Regan puts in front of us, man. It's, it's a cool thing. We, he doesn't tell us what to, play, what to play. He says, here's the song. So what you do into it and what comes out of it is Strange and Alright. Badass. 
Nice. Very, very well said. <laughs> I like that. So, um, so with that, uh, something we haven't talked about yet. We, you know, we kind of got into the um, uh, history of the band and how you guys uh, uh, got together and started making music together. But I don't know if I heard what the uh, what the actual origin of the name was. How how uh, uh, through all the stuff that you guys were doing, how did you land on Strangely All Right? Because because what I'm hearing from talking to you guys so far is like that. That's an overarching theme that fits in with everything that you guys are doing. It, it's it's the perfect name, but I was I was curious where uh, um, where that came from. <laughs> so w- when I first five years ago when I got um, when I got cleaned back up, um, uh, my wife and I did some communication counseling, mm. and uh, we went to a counselor. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, dude. It's just. Uh, and so we were doing these things, and I'm learning all this stuff about her. She's learning this stuff about me, about how to communicate, because I'm a dude, and I always try to fix things. And anyway, stuff I didn't know about myself. Yeah. And so coming out of that, um, one of the things, and I don't know if I was talking to Ken or just a friend, but they said, how did it go last night? And I said, oh, it was strangely all right. Just <laughs> like that. And it's one of those things, and I know Ray has those moments. He's got a band that... And, and I'm sure everybody has those moments. I mean, everything to me is a band name. I mean, it'll probably drive people crazy with that. But sure. that's honest to God truth that it was one of those things that you go, and, and it's like everything stops. And I'm like, oh, that's a band name, you know? So it's just one of those weird things. I mean, I think we do that at, at rehearsals all the time. Mm-hmm. Guys will throw shit out and we will go, ooh. That'd be a good band name. You know what I mean? And sometimes <laughs> it's over the top and it can be a joke. Yeah. But a lot of times there's some pretty funny stuff that we all say just in passing. Um, you know, not to get sidetracked, but Ray's got a great little story about his. Yeah, his I, would, I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, ahead, the, dude. Yeah, the Grieve the Astronaut thing, Raymond. Tell him about it because it's cool. All right. So, uh, my my wife and I were at were at her dad's house, and uh, we were just talking to them about you know just normal life stuff. And her stepmom said they, they were talking about how they tore down the small house to build the big house. And uh, her dad said uh, something about yeah, you know. I said was anything lost? And he said no. Well, you know, uh, Carol had uh, uh, misplaced a, a little astronaut statue she had. And I didn't think anything of it. And then her dad said, yeah. And he, he kind of chuckled. He said, yeah, she's been grieving the astronaut ever since then. And I literally popped up in my seat and I went, <laughs> what? Grieved the astronaut. Holy shit. And then on the way home, um, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And literally, I'm not even joking. These guys can back me up. Within about a week, I had written an entire concept album and formed a band and, uh, and that brings us full circle to, oh, wow. you know, when I thought about what the, 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 the muse for this band is, which is hope, because uh-huh. so many people are told that things aren't possible. Matter of fact, in Denmark, where my wife is from, they uh-huh. have a thing called the La Viente, which actually pulls people down when they're starting to have more success than other people. And uh, I know that Regan is all about hope and doing whatever. And so um, we've had uh, uh, three really big shows at a theater with, you know, the Pink Floyd lighting and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and Regan's been a part of every one of their shows. And that all happened because of just a simple conversation going, that's a great band name. <laughs> so, you know, it's just inspira- inspiration comes from, God, you just never know where it's going to come from. And Regan, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't, didn't the band kind of start out under the name uh, Oddly Enough or something like that? 
It did. It did. And uh, it, it was another one of those takes back and forth. <laughs> and, and then what happened was I did it backwards. Maybe I wasn't sober enough, but we did it backwards and we looked it up. And we're like, ah, shit, there's three other bands called Oddly Enough. <laughs> and so we were kind of bummed out. We were just getting started. I think, Kenny, didn't we just do that outdoor show? Right, we were pretty yep. pretty new then. Right, we were just just yep. like taking baby national night out thing going. Yeah, national night out, and uh, that's when we made that change. It was one of those things like you you just had started the website and all that kind of stuff, and you're like, no man, there's got to be something better. And then all those other things happen, and it's like you know what? It's it's funny to me the way the universe works. If you let it, yeah. is if if. If you just don't fight it sometimes, like you see, like in that case, oh, the street bands is oddly enough, well, we'll just do a different band then. Mm-hmm. And what's behind door number two? That's always, that's kind of my philosophy. If it, When you come up against something that isn't going, quote unquote, the way I think it should, um, you go to door number two and you just let it happen. You just, you, there's always, like Ray said, I mean, the universe is full of these ideas floating around. If we stay open-minded to them, um, a lot of times they'll come poking poking into your brain and uh, and stick there. So, yeah, I got yeah. a crazy right, story about the thing. universe kind of talking to me. Um, and the, the whole reason I even know the band was called Oddly Enough is because one of my very first Sleepy Pilot shows I ever played, we played with you guys, Oddly Enough, and that's and that's where I met Regan for the first time. And another project I'm doing right now was the third band on that bill, uh, uh, Deborah Page and Paul Yule, and I'm playing with them now. Yeah. So the universe does kind of speak to us sometimes, you know. Absolutely, cool, dude. <laughs> that's awesome, and and you know everything happens for a reason, and it's the, it's those little nudges of fate that you don't quite realize what the universe is telling you right then and there but it it, uh, it eventually reveals itself well I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out because Ken plays in another band besides Strange All Right Super Pilot uh, I'm not sure where the origin of the name came from but I think what is it Ken the bald headed bastard oh yeah geez thanks a lot Ray <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I just thought of something. We did not touch on Ken's musical influences because it's my favorite one in the whole band. So Ken, go ahead. Oh, you, you just want him to, You just want me to talk about my '90s hip hop thing? That's what you're really talking about, aren't you? Oh, I don't know what that is, but I know I need that in my life. <laughs> I, uh, I have a. I'm a lot like Jason. My mine runs the gamut, and. Uh, well, thinking back to the first two, uh, back in those days, cassettes I got, my, one was uh, Jim Croce and the other one was the Rolling Stones. And so I don't know how much different you can get. Wow. Um, but I grew up on mostly heavy metal. I was a priest fan and uh, Ozzy and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin was a big influence for me. Um, and I remember the first time I saw ACDC on a, the old midnight special show. So, but I do, I listen to, um, I'm a, a big fan of singer songwriters like Elton John and stuff like that. So sure. I have a, a wide variety. And I, <clears throat> um, did listen to a lot of the nineties hip hop and R and B and stuff, uh, back in the mid to late nineties. So a pretty diversified listening, uh, long selections. If you looked at my iTunes, <laughs> 
every time he talks about the hip hop, I get a big shit eating grin too. It just makes mm-hmm. me so happy. I don't know. No, why. Totally. <laughs> hey, maybe 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 we could get Ken to lay down a rap for us real quick live here on the air. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's that's Don's thing. I I do not attempt to rap. Yeah, maybe write write a breakdown into an upcoming song or something like that. Just something brief to where you touch on it a bit because that's that that's pretty wild. And, and again, that's that's what I think appeals to me about uh, about your guys's music is that it does pull from all of these different influences. And there's and there's there's so much going on. There's a there's a um, a lot of uh, uh, texture. Um, I, I I would say. Um, so so now let's um let's talk about uh live shows. Um what what can folks expect when they see strangely all right uh all together united in a full band for a live show? What uh what what are folks in for? Well, uh, uh, from me you're going to get me running around and talking a lot. So Okay. <laughs> And and probably some crazy suits and and hats and coats, but uh, the band kicks ass live, man. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. God. I mean, we're really good, and uh, and and, and it, it's crazy. I mean, it's a lot of high energy. You know, I talk a little bit about about what we talk to you about. You yeah. know, you don't try to jam things down people's throats, but the reality is, is we feel that way, and it's like people have options and choices, and. Uh, the thing that's happened for me, at least as I've gotten older, is um, I found out and I find out that we are more alike than I ever imagined as a younger uh, younger man. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of the experiences I have and the things that, that we've all gone through that everybody in SA talks about, that audience can relate to in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's somebody saying, hey, man, why are you doing that? You'll never be able to do that. Or hey, you're not good enough. How come you don't make more? Or whatever, you know. And 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 those kind of things, we don't pound on it. I don't pound on it when I talk about it. But um, but uh, but we do that bring an awareness. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, an awareness, and nothing scripted. And uh, but one thing I do know is when whenever I'm playing, anytime I look at around at these guys, I got a big shitty grin on my face because it's so fun working with these guys and playing. And I mean, uh, we uh, have, like I said, uh, Mike, honest to God, there's mm-hmm. just a certain unique chemistry when we're on stage. So it's a high energy thing. Um, great guitar it's visual. Playing. It's a very good visual show. Um, no, it's a very colorful visual. When when we play, you know, we have colors everywhere. We all dress pretty pretty wildly, I would say. I mean, some guys are dressed up as, you know, looks like something straight out of the seventies, and mm-hmm. just lots of colors. Uh, very upbeat stuff you can kind of dance to, and yeah, man, it's it's very excitable. Jason is our he's our stylish stylistic coordinator. He only has two rules: no baseball hats and no shirts with our band name on it. Other than yeah, that, everything's up for grabs. <laughs> I second the that no sounds baseball. like two good rules, good Ray. Good job, JB. Yeah. <laughs> That's very solid, but yeah, you know, so not not being as familiar with uh, uh with your guys's music, you know, it's like I first I I go to your website uh, strangelyallright.com and I uh you know look at your social medias and the first thing I see is a dude in a giant velour jacket with a big floppy hat and giant goggles for glasses. And who and is it, that freak? Jesus. 
That's David Bowie, right? That's right. J. That's that's J. That's JB. Yeah, that was, yeah right. that was my my grandma's hat that he's wearing. Uh, rest in peace, Ralph. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and and of course, you know, like the the um the art that's on the drum kit and all that, you know, it's it's a very uh you know eclectic uh, uh psychedelic type of type of aesthetic there, and yeah, now now that you're talking about like you know with like uh, light shows and high energy and all that other stuff, sounds like it would be uh, um uh, very very exciting to see you guys live, which uh, which brings me to um you guys have um a show coming up in. Tacoma before the end of the year, right? Yeah. Indeed. We're down at the Swiss on the 23rd. Yes, indeed. Um, well, yeah, we're playing with a couple of really good bands. Um, actually, one band is a cover band, but they're closing the night, and they're good friends of ours. They play some really cool 60s and 70s British rock, and it's uh, we're playing with Darby Picnic. Um, that, that's an original band, some very good friends of our Lee, Lee Gregory. And, um, and then the other band is Avengers UK. And they're closing the night. Okay. And uh, the, and the cool thing is, uh, at this time of year, what we have done every year that I can remember, anyway, is try to give a little bit back to the community in some way, shape, or form. And um, uh, as JB said, he's he's a vet, and um, my father-in-law is a vet. He's a Vietnam vet, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Purple Heart recipient, and so it was kind of like, hey, w- maybe we can do something. Uh, for the veterans, you know, uh, and, and try to try to help. <laughs> nice. It's a big problem in our society. A lot of these returning vets and everything have PTSD. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, you hear it all the time. And uh, and they really don't get the help they need. Um, but there's an organization out there called uh, Northwest Battle Buddies. Oh. And what they do is they train these kind of compassionate um, service dogs for uh, veterans with PTSD. And I really... I really think it is good for somebody that uh, kind of has that post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. to have someone in their life to comfort them, and a lot of these vets don't. Uh, so, it's, you know, I thought it would be a really good idea to help out this organization and uh, get some dogs and, in the hands of some vets and, and hopefully help them out. That that's fantastic. That's that's really really cool. And I'll uh, um, remind me, like either through like social media or or uh, um, email or whatever. Uh, get me a link to their uh, if they have a website or something, and I'll include that in the show notes so so folks can look into that also. In in addition to coming out to the show. All right, cool. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, I mean, something like that, I, I, I definitely want to uh, make sure is included because I, I agree with you guys. I think um, I, I think our veterans get um, uh, forgotten about a lot. And 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 obviously there there are really uh, a lot of really good organizations out there like Wounded Warrior Project and, and, and things like that. But um, yeah, any anything to help our our folks coming back is is always great uh, especially around the holidays yeah. sounds good man i totally agree with you that's yeah. awesome thank you yeah. so um so to uh, uh keep things going with uh with live shows like you know we we talked about the show coming up on saturday december 23rd uh over at the swiss now have have you guys played at the swiss before yeah, yeah. We, we play there about once a year. Oh, cool! Very good. I've I've never seen uh, live music there, but I uh, um, I I'm 
I'm a huge comic book nerd, and the Jet City Comic Show is at the convention center, and I always have uh, lunch at the Swiss. They they have they have really good sandwiches. So 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 when I saw that, it's like, oh, the Swiss. I know the Swiss. That's pretty cool. So. That's funny you say that. That the Swiss has an amazing turkey, cream cheese, and cranberry sandwich that I have every time we are downtown hanging out, which isn't very often, but when my wife and I are down there, we've had it a few times. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. So, a little aside. I I have had that sandwich, actually. It is magnificent. (laughs) Magnificent. I love it. it. So, um, but but speaking of uh, uh, food, see see, we could segue here. Um, you've uh, uh, so in the new year, you've uh, you've got a couple uh, shows coming up. Um, uh, do do you want to talk about any of your uh, uh, shows coming up in the new year? Uh, yeah, we've got something going on at uh, at Louis G's in January, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, this kid Brooksy is putting on his own festival. And he's got like nine or ten bands. January twentieth is that when it is? Yeah. Yes. You. Yeah. So yeah. I, so I've got the date of January twentieth, but I don't have any other info on that. Yeah, and it's like ten bands, and it's an all day thing. I think we're playing in the middle about uh, six o'clock. Six forty five. Uh, six forty five. Thank you. Thank you. See, everybody's in on it. And uh, so anyway. Uh, yeah, that that's just going to be a fun thing. It was a chance to play and, and see some different bands. And mm-hmm. uh, the other thing I liked about it, uh, uh, well, first off, uh, Brooksy and his band. Uh, Ray, what's what's the band that Brooksy manages? Uh, oh, Mr. Master? Uh, um, Mr. Master, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Awesome Those band. Guys are, he, he's really support. Yeah, a great band, and he's yeah. real supportive of us, and he really likes what we do. Um, he was out, uh, we did a house party a couple months ago and he came and hung out and, uh, just a good guy. And so when, when, when cool people and, that are supportive, you like to, you know, it's his first time doing it. He's like, Hey, would you guys come and play with, you know, if I do this? And I was like, yeah, man, we'll do it. And, uh, on top of it, uh, you get to meet other musicians. And once again, that's under that whole heading of what's behind door number two. Let's, uh, you know, make these connections and, yeah. and, and see who we meet and who we hear, who inspires us and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's what's next there. We're, we're actually, uh, so we do that the 20th, and then I haven't put it up on the calendar yet, but we're going to do uh, another house party. And uh, we're going to do that in February. And uh, who, who said that? <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me, Ray. Don't try to blame me for your. <laughs> and Ray, are we uh, are we going to have food there? Are we going to have? Uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to have. Yeah, we're, we're going to have it have it be an experience. I mean, it kind of. I mean, playing the venues is a great thing, but one of the things about house parties that are so great is it's a it's a it's a great intimate experience it's another way another level of connecting with our audience mm-hmm. getting to hang out with them and and uh, uh we're gonna have uh, a good friend of our band um uh, a guy named brian groves he has a business called brian's barbecue and catering and he's going to uh, he's going to cater it with the barbecue like you know pulled pork some ribs whatever nice. we'll, we'll charge a nominal you know uh, uh ticket price and yeah. people get to see the band. One thing that's kind of unique, maybe Regan can speak, if it's okay with you, Mike, Regan yeah. can talk to you a little bit about that specific show is a little bit 
we're doing something different as a band than we normally do. So yeah, well, <laughs> what we did is so to do this house party, Mike. Yeah. We thought, hey man, let's 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 check out our material acoustic, and Ooh. you know, and it's just like anything. It's like, oh, this is weird. So the first rehearsals were, were felt kind of odd and and different, and we, you know, you know, I'm uh, I'm the guy that goes, well, it'll it'll be fine, and uh, lo and behold, by the time we got to the show, um, we all felt very inspired by the new life that each of these some even some of the older songs took on. Mm-hmm. So um, I think. Uh, and this is all in, uh, we haven't actually done it, but we're, we'll probably incorporate a couple acoustic songs into our live set as we move forward. But for these house parties, it's really fun because you're able to just totally um, attack the songs in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, rhythmically, um, sonically, it's just totally cool to do it that way. And, and it opened up a new avenue, I think, for creativity for us in 2018. I'm sure it'll open up some... Uh, uh, different kind of inspiration for us, for sure. So, um, so on that tip, when uh, when you guys play live, when you do shows, do you uh, do you guys have a fixed set list, or does it vary? Uh, and and what kind of goes into that process? <laughs> do you want me to talk about this? <laughs> it usually starts out with a fixed set list. Uh, but Regan gets pretty pretty excited about how many songs he wants to play, and we never have enough time. So I'm always trying to keep track of it, and, and we usually end up cutting out a couple. But as far as show-to-show show goes, it's never the same. Regan, okay. he draws up a new set list for every show we do, and, and we keep it fresh that way. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, do you guys uh, uh, sneak in the occasional cover? Oh, we yeah. Do. Yeah. I'd say we have at least, what, two per per set? Yeah, yeah. Um Usually our own little spin on a on an original tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a cover song that a little more of our inspirations added to it. Yeah, um, we're we're doing Lennon's. Uh, we're doing Imagine, kind of a I don't know, maybe how Weezer would do Imagine. And uh, for a while we were doing what was the one song we were doing last summer? Um, we did Yellow Submarine for a while, kind of like a hippie jam band would do it. Okay. And uh, we do black keys, and, black keys, gold on the ceiling. Oh yeah, Sean kills that. You know that's pretty close to the original, but uh, he just sings that so great. It's so fun to do. Um, but we oh we did uh, hooked on a feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about the heavy. We do. Uh, How do you like me now by the heavy? Yes. Yes. That's one. Of, that's actually a, a kind of a permanent one. It's it's toward the end of the set and it's uh it, it the guys do like this uh how do i explain the guitar solo thing and there's in the middle section of that song like the battling guitars or it's like a, response the guys with the guitar. Go, yeah, it, it's very it, cool it's like freebird yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's right those two are just phenomenal guitar players i mean it's so nice having two um really accomplished lead guitar players in the band and and they are but the thing is 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 we have two guitar players that don't care that they're the guitar players that they're the lead guitar players and so um i you know obviously we all have some kind of ego to be doing this but these guys play for the songs first and themselves and their part second i i mean that's 
that's my perception. I'm not them. But um, there's never like, I don't get enough solos or, hey, man, I want to take that solo. It just kind of happens organically, but they both uh, have unique sounds and their attitudes toward each other is, uh, they're very respectful. And in turn, that it just creates such a good vibe. They have two amazing guitar players that right. just that want to be um, team players, I guess. Very cool. Awesome. So, um, so that being said, um, as uh, individually and as a band, how, however you guys want to tackle it, what is your favorite song to play live? My, you know, it, it, interestingly enough, um, like JB said, the set list changes all the time. Um, for me, every show, it's a different song that, that I, that, that really, uh, gets me right. going and, and, and I, I think probably the one that's most currently one of my favorite ones to do is a song that Regan wrote it's going to be on the new album called Building Bridges there's an energy to that song that um, I mean the lyrics are fantastic and, and very meaningful but there's something about the don't 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 it just makes you want to shake your ass nice very cool <laughs> I love that for me but one of uh for one of the older songs we do is Come On. It's, it's super high energy. It's um, it's just a song as soon as we wrote it that, so for me, it's just a real driving bass line, and, and it's just got a lot of energy. It's usually the one where I, like, lose my mind on stage with. But currently, we have, off, coming off of our new EP, the song Stuck, mm-hmm. and uh, I really like that. There's some, um, for me, it's not a, uh, very often that I'll get to do like a bass guitar lick kind of thing with the guitar players. And so there's, there's uh, a part in that song where I get to do that with uh, both our guitar players. So that's kind of a cool little fun thing that, that uh, <clears throat> I get to be a part and take part in. Um, so it's called my favorite song off of the new, the new CD that we're doing. Yeah, I would have to probably go with like the Whoa Whoa song, uh, just because the the crowd really gets involved with that one. There's a lot of like call and response and singing together, and and I'm all about you know just making people dance and and getting involved. So that's that's probably my favorite. I forget about the Whoa Whoa song. That's been working really good lately. Yes, uh, it's funny. It's like uh, I, I'm like Ray that it just depends. Um, it, at the moment and and where we're playing at and and how the set's going uh, but uh the two songs that we've been opening with recently are um oh jesus come on guys what you gonna out. do what, what you gonna, gonna do? do what you gonna do and building bridges together kind of run together for like a 10 minute opening thing and it's it's very powerful and very strong, and uh, uh, those are my two favorites right now. But you know, uh, I could be working on a song today, and that might be my new favorite. That's how it works for me sometimes. So, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's really really cool. Uh, so, uh, so we talked a little bit before um, about some of the local shows that you've been playing and the uh, house parties and some uh, cool stuff that you've um, that you've got coming up. Um, have uh, Have you guys done uh, touring or, or ventured uh, too far out of the Pacific Northwest area? No. Okay. <laughs> we, we we are in March though. We're going to be going over to State Line and yeah. doing the St. Patty's party. 
Yeah, and what's that? We're doing a a, a, a little TV show thing in March. What are we doing, Ray? Uh, we're going to be on Fox Twenty Eight. Um, it's a it's a the premier uh, nationally syndicated uh, program over in Spokane, Washington, and we're going to go over there and use that as a platform for promotion for the band, but as well as a show uh, with our buddies in Limbaugh mm-hmm. at a place uh, in in a state line. Yeah. And the reality for us, too, is, is about that whole um, uh, of going on tour is that uh, it has to be strategically arranged because we all have day gigs. And, right. uh, you know, and, and the day gig, you know, for me also entails helping my nine-year-old with homework and, and that kind of stuff's important for insurance and all those other things. And I'm sure the guy's stuff is similar and those things that we just, it has to be talked about and worked out. And, uh, uh, it, it's definitely a different game than when you're, you know, in your mid twenties and you maybe work at Starbucks. Right. Um, we, we all have, or maybe you don't work at all. <laughs> you don't work at all, which is really what it was for me as a kid. But anyway, I'm I'm glad to be gainfully employed. <laughs> gotcha. Oh well, and and why I wanted to bring that up is you know you're talking about uh, uh, doing that gig with uh, Limberlost, and it brings me to um, an email I got from uh, uh, from Mike from Limberlost, and he wanted to ask Regan. He wanted to ask what happened to the red hat. He loves that hat. <laughs> and, and he keeps telling me that there is a story there and that I should keep digging until we get it. Oh, no, dude. Yeah, he just wants us to talk about him. <laughs> and he wants us to talk about him. So we did a really great set at uh, uh, Art on the Ave. Okay. And I and I left the hat there, the mm. hat, that uh, the floppy hat. And so then it started getting passed around with pictures sent to me, kind of like... Uh, I don't know. What is it like? The gnome uh, from oh, yeah, Travelocity? Like, like a roaming gnome um, <laughs> or something. Okay. And so then the last picture I got was with Mike Mike Bird, the drummer of Lim, Limberloft. Uh-huh. At Ray, is, was this at your house, Ray? Yep. Ray? He was... Now, yeah, he, he, can, he can paint it any way he wants because he started backtracking. Okay. But he was butt naked. I just want to say this is for the record. This is all I know. What I see, he's buck naked with my red hat that was on my head <laughs> hanging off his junk. <laughs> now, now. Wait, are you serious? I haven't seen this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that? <laughs> if I knew that went down, I, Mike has left all kinds of stuff on my drum sets. I could have hooked you up with sunglasses and all kinds of stuff to get back at him. So, so what happened is, first I called, um, I had the hat sprayed. Okay. And <laughs> I had it cleaned up, and, and, and it's now like in a glass case. Nice. You know, with the picture of Mike, it's out in the garage, you know, and, and it'll be used for blackmail at some point, I'm sure. But he knows what he did. And then he, then he backtracks. Oh, I had my underwear on. It's <laughs> still creepy. Even just saying that out loud weirds me out. Yeah, great. Mike had his underwear on <laughs> with the hat against his junk. Oh, that makes it better. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh, man, the visual I have right now is horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't scrub that from my mind. 
No. <laughs> oh man, but so um, so um, with that in that same email, uh, Mike wanted to say uh, uh, love you guys and wanted to ask a serious note. Uh, what inspires you guys to keep making music? And all of us have lives, like I was mm-hmm. speaking to uh, earlier in the interview. We all have lives that are filled with uh, you know paying the bills and physical ailments and interpersonal relationships and stuff like this. And, and you know, I, speaking for this band specifically, every rehearsal is different. Every song is different. Mm-hmm. Regan is, I've never known anybody who's written, who writes as many songs as this cat does. And uh, so it's something different. It's, it's all that, we need distractions. And this band, you know, just forget being in a, forget just being in a band. Mm-hmm. I mean, this band is the best, one of the best distractions in my life. I mean, you never know what's going to happen on a Thursday night. Nice. <laughs> well, well, the re- you know, it, it, making music, it's weird, and, and anybody that does it will attest to this. Um, uh, the only example I can have is like, um, is so my kid wants to play piano, right? She's nine. Okay, and. I get my mother-in-law going, is, is she practicing the piano? And I said, I'm not going to force her to practice the piano. If she does it, you just, when you're a musician, and, and this is the only way I explain it, I do this because it's what I do. Now, I have a day job, but I sit down and I see things, things happening in my life, and I write about it. And that's what I've done since I was 18. And, uh, and, and so... The, the point I'm getting to, it's like mm-hmm. certain people want to, quote unquote, be musicians, but those of us that do it, it's just what we do. We wake up. I know JB goes on the road and and, and takes drum drum pads and, and does his thing. At least that's my understanding. He's always at some point working on it. I know mm-hmm. that Ken listens in the car. Um, it's just what we do. And um, to me, it, it's always just about... I don't know. There's a thing that we say in the, in the recovery program. It's mm-hmm. progress, not perfection. And I always feel like if I'm if I'm moving forward just a little bit mm-hmm. with my songwriting, um, learning to be better with people, learning to be better with promo, because um, there's tons yeah. of things to learn from each guy in this band. Mm-hmm. Then if I'm even inching forward just ever so slightly, I'm getting better at. It. But I, but you know, as for like, hey, I'm doing this because whatever uh, put put in the blank i couldn't give you that kind of answer mm-hmm. it's just like in me to do it's what i it's what i've always done and, and age and time don't matter to me about those things it's just the uh, i i imagine writing songs and playing as long as i could do it mm-hmm. um and, and on the other side of that my kid does practice the piano on her own so i see that i look at her and go hmm you might have that you might have that bug that we all have um it's uh it's 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 hard to explain i guess but does that make sense what i'm saying like we all your passion for radio is that similar it's it's what you do that is precisely it and and it does start with i mean the thing that i so my my background is i i came from a uh college radio station uh kgrg in uh auburn as part of uh, green river college um and i uh i took the the class the the radio lab class on a whim you know i've Mm -hmm. i had i'd always been 
been a fan of radio, but it didn't necessarily uh, call to me like on a primal basis. But then once I started doing it and understanding what goes into it, it you know, you you mentioned it with uh, with your daughter and playing piano. You you get bit by the bug, and yes, that's and, the, that's it, and it becomes your thing. And and that's the thing with uh, radio. Like, uh, um, you know, I I was at the college radio station, and then I did what we're supposed to do as we graduate from the program. I have a uh, my day job is working at a uh, commercial radio station here in town, and mm-hmm. and and that's why I continue to do uh, this uh, podcast that I'm doing because I still have the itch to uh, interact with new bands and share new music and just share what's on my mind and talk into a microphone and it and mm-hmm. and and the word that we're we continue continually use is passion you know we yeah. do we do this stuff because we love it and we want to share it and it's uh it, it's it, it's a very powerful thing yeah i agree well you know we you know mike we, we talked about earlier about about the community of the bands right mm-hmm. yeah um and one, one thing we left out and i think we didn't I don't think we intentionally left it out, but when we talk about community, yeah. um, let's be clear. We're not just talking about the bands. We're talking about, um, number one, fans, um, what what they're involved with in their lives, the bands, mm-hmm. uh, the venues that give us the opportunity to be able to have, have that platform to bring our music to share, uh, the, the periodicals, the newspapers that share our stories and our yeah. events, and something that is uh, that I, I can speak on behalf of all of us, even though I'm just a keyboard player, is, um, you know, you're giving us a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, radio, th- th- that partnership, that community is every bit, radio is every bit as important. I mean, it takes everybody. It's like, you know, you, people talk at companies, well, who's more important? You know, the truck driver or the shipping loader or the customer service person mm-hmm. or the designer or the salesperson. It takes every one of us to make the whole thing, you know, come to life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you hear the the uh, you know cliche. It takes a village, uh, but it it really does. You know, it's 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 very much a um, collaborative effort. And I think you hit it on the head when you said it's passion. It's just it's something you have a passion for. I don't I don't think it matters. Like you said, if you're doing radio, or you're a painter, mm-hmm. or a sculpturist, or um, a skier, whatever it is that you're passionate about, it's not hard to get um, inspired to do something with that or to put the time into it, the energy, um, take the time and the care that, that it deserves. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I know for me, it's well, like when you when you don't play for a while and you start playing again, I remember saying to myself, why did I ever quit? I mean, I know why I have, there's personal reasons. Uh, you know, I was getting clean and sober sure. and I tried playing a few times and those unfortunately the bands that I was playing with most of everybody in that band um they it was a mess just to put it you know mildly sure and so it makes it very difficult to be in an environment in a continuous basis like that and so <clears throat> to you know make a decision to walk away from that is what's more about um, a life-changing event that needed to happen in my life. And so to be afforded another opportunity to find a way to be able to express myself through music again, and and it's, you know, you kind of go, man, I should have never left that out. And I think, yeah, I didn't really give it up on maybe the playing aspect, but music has always been 
huge for me, mm-hmm. you know, ever, ever since I can remember my, my grandfather played, my uncle plays, uh, my aunt plays, there's just a ton of, um, musicians and people on, and on both sides of my family. So it's always just been a part of me since it's kind of like, it's just what you do, whether it's, you know, under I was playing or just singing to the radio mm-hmm. or, or, um, getting into new and different music and getting excited about, um, you know, what I'm hearing on the radio and stuff. So I think you hit it on the head really when you said passion. You just said something you have a passion for is easy. What what Ken just said so beautifully, and it comes back to what you said about passion, is, you know, Mike, we we do, and, and I, obviously you're interviewing Strangely All Right, so I'll speak from our band perspective, but, you know, just when you write good music or you do whatever you do and you share your passion, it helps people with their other passions. Ken talked about, he said, hey, whatever your passion is, whether it's your sculptures or wherever, we, uh, our band, a uh, friend of all of us is a guy named, his name is Jerome Kukowski. Okay. And he is not a musician. Well, he plays bass a little bit, but he is, his passion is skiing. Now, you ask yourself, what does skiing have to do with music? Well, Jerome, whenever he goes skiing um, during the, during the wintertime, um, he, he has a, hel- uh, a GoPro on his helmet, and he's always, you know, got a lot of video of what he's done. Mm-hmm. And in the past, he's actually taken, because he's so inspired by bands, like he's, uh, he's actually taken music of Strange Hero Light, Jessica Lynn, the Moss Brothers, and put it, and put that, put those mu- that music in his videos. And then oh, subsequently, nice. we have our, our friend Brian, we were talking about the catering thing. Uh-huh. Is catering, has nothing, catering has nothing to do with music. But because Brian is such a huge supporter of music, he's actually tagged his catering business onto our shows, our marketing campaigns, and he's one of the biggest supporters of music. But we we have actually helped inspire him to follow his passion, um, tagging on to what we do in the love. It just it all. I know we're being redundant here, but it just keeps coming full circle. I mean, yeah. the things that we all do really affect one each one another when we when we go with our passion. Well, on on that note, let's stick with that for for a hot minute. When um um, what do you guys do aside from adulting stuff? You know, obviously we have jobs and obligations and things like that. But uh, what do you do when you're not doing strangely all right stuff? What what other kind of passions drive you? I ride motorcycles. That's one of the things that I do. Nice. Yeah, I uh, um, I like to collect a lot of. Uh, Really, really sharp-looking uh, concert posters, um, stuff like that. Get them framed. Really enjoy those. And then, just like Ken, I ride motorcycles on my free time. Awesome, Ray. I smoke cig- I smoke cigars and and hang out with my friends <laughs> <laughs> and make horrible jokes. <laughs> yeah, and make terrible, terrible jokes. The best horrible jokes in the universe, no doubt. <laughs> hey, there's nothing so, wrong with a good dad joke. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so for me, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> um, uh, besides the adulting things, yeah. Um, you know what? I, I'm, a, I'm a movie geek, and uh, but I, I put a studio into my now gone 21-year-old daughter's room uh, about a year and three months ago. Uh Yeah, and we're still tight. I didn't want that. That was maybe sounded more dramatic. She's grown up and moved on, and and she's spreading her wings and learning to fly. She's adulting now. Yeah, there it is. There it is. She was in Vegas with us. So anyway, yeah. Um, uh, But 
what what that has afforded me is as uh, you know everything evolves and changes in in my own personal life in terms mm-hmm. of the family dynamic is I work on songs probably three days a week uh, maybe an hour to ninety minutes at a time on new stuff old stuff and just Mike I gotta away. tell you he. He would do it seven days a week if he wasn't married and had a child at home. <laughs> I, I already know this about him. He would be in there. If, if, he could, if it was only three days a week, it would be yeah. six hours. He'd be from the time he got home, he'd probably skip dinner, and he'd sit in there until he went to bed at whatever time. So it's probably a good thing for uh, his his yeah. own well-being that he's married and has a child at home, <laughs> <laughs> and, and our well-being as well. Shit, we can't we can't uh, learn the songs. We wouldn't be able to keep up. Yeah, that's the other downside right. to that. Sure, sure. <laughs> Jesus, yourself, <laughs> I could keep up. Continue on. Sorry to interrupt you, but I, 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 let's just be honest here. Honest program. And the other, and the other thing, and the other thing is, you know, and this is an adulting thing, I guess, but. Um, my nine-year-old, um, I, if you'd asked me 30 years ago, uh, how would I define myself? Yeah. Um, I, I now define myself uh, by being a good parent, a good husband, and a good friend. Those are things that I'm proud that uh, to, Kenneth said this to me, you know, that uh, uh, the goal is to uh, do what I say and say what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that right, Ken? Is that it? Is that what yeah, I'm yeah say what you do and do what you say. Yeah, okay. I'm, so, pleading, I'm um, pleading the fifth. but um and the point i'm getting to is that uh things that when i was younger like i helped my kid with with her homework before i talked to you guys and this this is what it is sure but i I look forward to it and i'm okay with it um i I, my my daughter's pretty sharp i mean you have to imagine this because it's hard for me to um my nine-year-old daughter is doing her first PowerPoint presentation um, in a week, and oh I'm just like, I'm like, what the hell? And she's in an advanced class, and she's real sharp. But so I'm helping her, and and, and that's all cool. But it, it, as opposed to it feeling like an obligation yeah. to do this parenting stuff, it feels like a um, a gift. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's cool. like, wow, how luck, how lucky am I? to be able to do this with her. And um, I know that's, you know, maturity and age and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff. But um, I really like that stuff. It makes me whole. It's kind of like rehearsing with the guys on Thursdays. Uh, Because we're busy, not all of us show up. But it's a constant theme for all of us that I can look at Ray at when I'm leaving and go, Jesus, I needed that. And it's just, it's not only the playing music, it's the talking about stuff with guys that get it. Yeah. Um, and, um, oh, and that's the one other thing. This is just an aside. It just popped in my head. Sure. My daughter comes to our rehearsals sometimes. Okay. And she knows all of the guys, like, as family, as uncles. She hugs them all. Um, it's so cool for me that um, my nine-year-old has, besides me, these guys as as role models and examples of what healthy men are. And, and you know, people don't realize that kind of stuff, but I do coming, going back in, in my, my family history of, of, of parents that, that were, were alcoholics and, and uh, had a lot of violence and stuff mm-hmm. in the family. And so... To see my kid around these guys, it's it's 
so it it so fills my heart with gratitude because they're good to my kid and and she knows you know that's what men are supposed to be like whether she can concretely put that in her head right now but i know that that's going to be what she's going to feel later she's going to compare things how guys treat her to how you know her dad treats her how her her dad's friends treated her yeah. i don't know i don't know that's just a weird aside but it's something that's really important to me i think about it often when i can bring her over and hang out i think man i'm so fucking lucky these guys are just so good dudes mm-hmm. and it's important man yeah. it's the ripple effect it's the ripple effect of that kind of stuff of how they treat her in turn will be how she treats people mm-hmm. and how she lets people treat her. Um, I really believe that with all of us that, you know, if I put out bad shit, it eventually it bounces back. Right. And uh, what we try to do is, and no one's perfect. I mean, but we try to put out good stuff. We try to be good human beings. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I think that, when that goes out, when you put out good stuff, and you don't always find out what happened, right? You know, um, but you know, if if for example, if you say hi to the lady in the check stand at the busy Safeway, and how's your day going? Mm-hmm. I don't know how that affects her day, but generally, I think that if you put out that good stuff, it 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 ricochets and it goes off. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, does that make sense? I mean, that's kind of like the the deal. I really honestly feel that, that I've seen it both ways. I've yeah. seen putting out negative shit, and then it comes back that way. And I've also mm-hmm. seen the other side of it, of putting out the positive, and that you tend to, you know, get that back. We have real-life anyway. experience with that. You, you, you're, you act like a scumbag, and you treat other people like scumbags, and your life's in the toilet. And then you you have... A series of events that take place in your life and you start to realize it's not about getting it's about giving and it's not about how people treat me it's about how i treat others and um and you get to see when you live on both sides of that it's it's concreted and cemented in your in your mind of that that that's the way that that's the right way to live that's the right way to treat people and it comes back tenfold you don't expect it to mm-hmm. but you just start to see that ripple effect that you're talking about and and mm-hmm. so that I just really believe that that's the kind of guys that are in this band. That's the kind of people. Uh, it's the only reason I would do this. Wouldn't I, I didn't want to do this. Regan kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Didn't want to do it. I wasn't going to do it. And, uh, you know, by the third or fourth phone call of him calling me as bass player, I just finally gave in. <laughs> I realized I wasn't getting away from this. This is just the way it's going to be. And so, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told him that many times. It's just, um, cause it's not, it's not like any other band I've ever been in. And it's not, these aren't, um, guys that I don't want to be around or I can't wait when practice is over to get away from them, you know? So it, it's, it's just, it's just a cool, cool vibe. You know, everything you guys are saying, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, well, I want to point out mm-hmm. that this band is special because it's not always just about the music. I'm the youngest guy in the band. Okay. And as you can hear, like Regan talking about all this stuff about his daughter, yeah. I, I learned so many life lessons from these guys just being around them, you know? So it goes way beyond music. I mean, we're, we are so intertwined with each other. It's, it's not, it's not just about playing music. It's a brotherhood. It really is. Nice. That's, that's awesome. That's, that is, 
That's amazing. Uh, and and just just getting to know you guys here, I I can I can hear you know not having really interacted with any of you previously that you guys have something special that um, and, and you guys are special to one another and that's and that's really really cool because like in in this business that doesn't always happen so, <laughs> for sure man so yeah I mean so what you've got <laughs> hang on to it with both hands because it's uh, again you've uh, you guys have got something incredible and uh, and we are talking to Regan Jason Ken and Ray uh, uh, from the band uh, strangely all right and this is Mike Seibert Radio, and you know what, guys? I um um as we wind down, I I had a couple more uh, quick questions I wanted to ask you guys about the uh, the band and music. Um, uh, again, before before we wrap up today, um, uh, first what I wanted to kind of ask is, uh, in kind of very broad strokes, what is the ultimate direction for the band? What's what's the goal? What What's what's basically what you're looking to accomplish? Hmm. Well, uh, Regan, uh, I think uh, it's well, multifaceted, just, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the deal: is like, mm-hmm. so we're we're we've gotten better and grown, and like I said, progress, not perfection. So the goal, yeah. in 2018, is to we, we already have a uh, an EP that we're gonna we're gonna release. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going through some. Um, Getty images and some different things that I'm involved with trying to license some of the material. Sure. Um, that would be cool for us to, you know, if we could get on it. I've had my stuff on TV shows and oddball things, um, sometimes just the instrumental versions of my songs, but I'd love to have that happen for SA. And then uh, on the step further is, yeah, we'd like to do better shows because we think we're that kind of band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more open air um, uh, festival type stuff, I really think we would excel at that. And uh, so uh, I'm trying to reach out to some people. Actually, I've been in the process of doing that in the last couple of weeks to see about the possibilities moving forward into the spring. It's just to do better shows. Yeah. And I, and that would also mean Limberlots kind of inspires me, not kind of inspires me in terms of what Mike's doing of, uh, you know, we all have families. We all have mm-hmm. the, our, our, our day gig, our adulting, as you said. Yeah. And But <laughs> Portland, Vancouver, and Spokane are not that far away. Mm-hmm. And those kind of shows, if they're cool and they're things that are, are worth us doing, be it for TV, radio, or whatever, to help grow what we're doing. And also, I mean, growing what we're doing, what does that mean? Well, it means us getting better and interacting with people mm-hmm. and, um, and, 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 and just passing this thing on. So, like, we've done some really good shows. Uh, one of the things yeah. that I always remember, here's a, here's a simple thing. Um, we're playing at Meeker's Day, Meeker Days, and we do a show. And this girl walks up to me, and she goes, I saw you guys on Facebook. I'm so glad I saw you. Thank you for everything that you guys have done. Um, I've been sober for one day, and thank you because you got me through today, and it was so good to hear that message. You gave me hope. Oh, wow. So. You don't get a dollar for that. Right. You don't get a pat on the back. We, you know, I don't. Fo- I don't post it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's just shit that you get. Mm-hmm. And people walk up, and we have people around us that have 
in some way, shape, or form, given all of us that type of hey, man, thank you. It's very inspiring. It's very, it makes me feel good. It gives me hope or whatever. And Yeah, we obviously don't do it for the money, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> but um, I, I think, you know, and we want to make more money. I mean, uh, sure. and I want to do better shows. But underneath that, I think the idea it. The best bands, at least for me, when I was doing this and, and, and was being very successful in, in the 80s, was um, you, we were following our true artistic, just doing it because we loved it. We're just doing it because uh, we wanted to be the best we could be. And, uh, you know, and chemicals and shit like that get in the way of that. Well, this thing is the same to me, um, that, you know, and there's different variables and limitations around uh-huh. it because of day jobs and family and we're older and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean you stop putting the message out that you don't that you stop having goals to get your your songs in a, in a TV series or a movie and, and making the connections, because um at least to me, uh, I listen to our stuff, and I think we're constantly getting better. I mean, the reaction to all of us are strange is is very exciting to me, but it, mm-hmm. it's exciting for the now of this and the video, how it makes people feel. I've, uh, oh, by the way, we're releasing that tomorrow. You can look for it on Northwest Music Scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dot com. There you go, um, but, <laughs> and, and but, we'll have a link in the show notes too. Well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, but but the idea is is to get better and grow. So yeah, I've I've got goals that are like broad stroke goals, but in the end, sometimes all you have is now, right? This yeah. twenty four hours, this phone call, mm-hmm. and so um, staying in the, in that kind of thing, um, uh, it's like. The, the broad range goals that possibly can bend and change as we move forward. But um, in the meantime, it's about continuing to hone your craft. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that each one of the guys in the band works on what they do in their own way, on their own personal time, because we talk about it briefly, you know. And so that's what we all do to some extent is we just keep wanting to get better at this music thing because it, it makes there, there's so many things that don't have to do with dollar signs that may, that you get out of music that you can't really explain to people but it fills your heart up so and i hope that makes some sense absolutely absolutely so uh so with that uh the flip side of that is um individually as artists as well as a band um what's been your biggest challenge hurting cats i jump yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Ray. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, trying to get a six-piece band together with busy schedules and families is, is is definitely an obstacle. But I think I think from my 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 point of view, one of the biggest obstacles that our band has, and that I think that every um, band out there has that's, that's really trying to do it is is how to um, how to connect with consumers. I mean, there's yeah. so many different platforms, whether it's Reverb Nation or Spotify, SoundCloud, Instagram, blah, blah. I mean, on and on, YouTube, mm-hmm. you name it. There is, there is, with the onset of technology and the MP3, et cetera, it's given so many people who um, wouldn't have had the resources prior. And I know this is going to sound a little bit harsh, but maybe shouldn't have had the resources because they weren't ready. And yeah. so there is so much mediocrity out there. And there's so much, so many bands just putting stuff out there to put it out with no effort or no intention behind how they're going about it. 
what ends up happening is the result. The flip side of this is it really confuses the fans. Yeah, fans don't know what to value, what value to place on music, other than you know the soundtracks of their lives and their you know what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. But they don't know they don't know where to find music. They don't know um, how how to consume it, and so it all comes down to um, the bands to figure out a way to connect. And again, you know. Obviously, we're very proud about what we do with Strange Art, but I think our biggest our biggest obstacle is being met by what Regan said just a couple minutes ago, which mm-hmm. was being in the now, you know, and having a plan and focusing on that, but putting a lot of intent and effort behind it. Because at the end of the day, no matter what we do, Mike, mm-hmm. um, whether it's your radio program, whether it's Strange Art or or Remember um, Lost or Darby Picnic or or late September, whatever Pacific Northwest band or any band out there, yeah. it's how do we connect with today's audience? Yeah, and and, and that's it. It's it's all about making uh, making that connection because once you've connected, even if it's just like one person, it sticks with them, and and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's that's where you get fans for life. I mean, like that's that's why I always encourage folks to go out to local shows and see bands like yourselves or a lot of the other bands uh, out in the scene because, like, I mean, prior to uh, uh, making these connections, like. I have now, um, my only exposure to seeing shows was kind of like in large concerts. You know, it's like I, I would pay like, you know, my my $200 to see Aerosmith or something like that. And I didn't really have an appreciation for the for the intimacy of a local show until I was uh, um, uh, in the college radio scene. And now there's no going back. It's like, you know, I... <laughs> It's like, you know, like I've seen a lot of bands, uh, you know, just come and go through like, you know, Key Arena. I just I pass on it because it's like I don't I don't I don't need that because there isn't that connection. There isn't that intimacy. And, you know, anymore, like anytime like I, I go to a show, you know, I'll just I'll roll up to folks and just, you know, start talking to them and making those connections in a way that I as a as a as originally a casual fan never really thought was possible. Possible. And it is. And again, like like you guys were saying, it's it's all about um, those connections. That's a, we we do it because we love to do it. And we talk. Yeah. I know, you know, uh, Regan and I talk about this a lot. You know, when we first started this thing five years ago, we knew it was going to be one fan at a time. They don't come a hundred at a time or a thousand at a time. Sure. But, you know, they, they come one at a time, and it's a process. And there's about a a 10 or 15% of what we do um, in a promotion side of things that that a lot of bands are just unwilling to do. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it doesn't make it right or wrong or indifferent. It's just, that's just the facts. It's, It's, there's only, there's a few bands out there that I know that put in the time to, to keep up with their website, to push their shows, to continue to make new music, to continue to record. And, uh, and it's that 10 or 15% that that's just, that's the tough part. And mm-hmm. so I know we've talked recently about looking at different areas of, of, you know, expanding on our, our, uh, fan base and mm-hmm. how to do that and some, some different marketing ideas and things to go and look into uh, as far as um, capturing things through 
um, more focused um, social media approach. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can overcome that as an obstacle. Mm-hmm. I don't really think we really view things more as an obstacle or not. I think we take on the approach that with everything that we do, something new comes from that. And sometimes maybe a show doesn't seem like the most appealing show for us, but we maybe take it because we we really believe that each thing that we do leads to something else or something new or a new fan or new experience. And so I think if we continue to take that approach, um, the things that seem like obstacles are just like more like the next designated step to take. Uh, and some Raymond was talking about um, the music business has changed. Everybody says that all the time, but it really has. And and the reality is is the the it, there's all these opportunities to reach people all over the world, you know. And, and but the problem is is how do you rise above the noise? How do you get you know a, a hundred new people on Facebook in in let's just make examples of a few countries Australia England and uh, the other English speaking countries outside of the United States to 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 say hey you know what I'm going to listen to that and then go from a cold fan so to speak mm-hmm. and, and like it and then start open that relationship and that's the part of it that that's fascinating for me and it's also against my my actual nature of that is i'd love to just write songs uh-huh. and, and do that and and just stay in my little bubble <laughs> <laughs> but it, the healthy thing is for me is to reach out and interact with those people that do that and with this, with the way the business is, and and you don't need a record deal to be successful, right? And and I'm seeing that and hearing that, but now I'm learning. It's like now I guess the question will be for for me slash us is do we want to take that step into the great unknown of that and 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 see if we can do something with that because there's real honest to god opportunities. But like Ray said, here, here you go. It's it's so infested with stuff yeah. that ha- it's it's about finding these angles and marketing things to make uh, to make people want to pay attention enough to get their attention to listen to your song. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, OK Computer is a great example of that. Um, I know I'm uh, OK Computer. Who's the, who's the band that does the videos? I, I just oh, I, uh, OK Go. Okay, go. Thank yeah. you. I just referenced yeah, the Radiohead album. That was awesome. Yeah, it took me a second. I'm like, I'm like, I think that's a Radiohead album, but but maybe that's no, a band that I was inspired myself. by Radiohead song. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, no. Okay, right. go. The guys with the 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 uh, treadmills and all the right. videos yeah. and stuff, yeah. all that, yeah. that viral stuff. That they immediately rose above everything. Yeah. By doing that. And I mean, obviously, not everybody can do a video like that, but there have to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray is great at stuff like that uh, and, and opening up our minds to possibilities of those kind of things. So once again, it, it's it's also about uh, in simplest terms to me, it's like, oh, let's learn some new shit. Let's yeah. learn new stuff and try different things. It's maybe out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. to to help spread the word about this thing that we all believe in. Yeah, I mean, I say you only get them one, two, three at a time or whatever. I mean, obviously, radio changes something like that for a band, but um, if you're not being played, you know, specifically on the radio, you do that, you can capture tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, rather quickly, but with the 
local, you know, being a local music, um, being in the local music scene here mm-hmm. and just a local band, um, it, it, it does. It's like regular, regular song about how do you get above the noise? And, yeah. uh, there's so much that floods people, you know, I just think about, you know, hopping on Facebook for five minutes and I go, my God, I've seen, you know, in five minutes, I've probably seen a hundred ads for things and a 15 videos to click on. And so it's, um, it's instant, but it's also, I think, um, there's also a part of that social media that, that people are kind of getting a little turned off on. Yeah. And so they're, they're just spewing past things or maybe that thousand friends list is now down to 75 for mm-hmm. them or, you know, so that's even changing. So I, I, it's important to kind of keep a pulse on what's happening in with how and when people are purchasing or downloading or getting introduced to new music. And so I, I think that, that tends to be probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, and you know, I I totally understand where you guys are coming from, and I think that speaks to a lot of where entertainment and technology is today in 2017, just in general. Like, you know, you guys were talking about music, but I I experienced the exact same struggles in the realm of podcasting, or like you go to like you know, say YouTube or social media or something like that, and 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 there is so much noise and. And, you know, it's all of the tools are um, available for anybody to do anything good, bad yeah. or indifferent. It's like right. on one hand, <laughs> you know, the tools are available for anybody to put out, say, music, podcast, video, whatever. On the flip side of it, that technology is available to where anybody can do it. <laughs> so. So, yeah, it's it, it's in this day and age. It's like I'm not I'm not sure what the the metrics for that, um, you know, either quality control or rising above the noise like uh, like you guys uh, put it earlier. It's 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 a it's definitely a uh, an interesting and strange time that we're in uh, entertainment wise. Um, but I, I, I let myself get off track there. Um, that being said, talking about rising above the noise, um, remind us again, because we haven't talked about it for for a while now. Uh, where can people find uh, Strangely All Right and connect with your music? Uh, well, first off, our website is www.strangelyallright.com. And we're also at Reverb Nation. Mm-hmm. And you can buy our music at Amazon, iTunes. Uh, you can, if you just want to give a listen, you can go to Spotify. And uh, the other thing that we have going on is we are releasing uh, our new single, All of Us Are Strange, and video tomorrow. Uh, it'll be coming out first on Northwest Music Scene dot com and uh, that will be available on itunes tomorrow and uh off we go with uh some new music fantastic and the uh um uh last question i had for you and finally uh what advice do you guys have uh for people that either want to form their own bands or pursue their own artistic interest uh, any, anything uh, uh creative uh what uh what kind of advice do you guys have for for folks listening out there at home uh, my biggest thing is engage in the community. Get out, network, go see bands, you know, talk to each other. That's probably been uh, the biggest piece of my success in the business. Nice. I would, I, I would say slow down and 
create a plan. And then at the end, at the end of that, ask yourself one question. Do you love what you're doing? And if the answer isn't expletive yes, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I, I think do it because you love it. And uh, if you're just getting started playing music um, and you're looking to form a band, you know, Jason's got great suggestions. Get out and meet people and all that. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to fail. If you don't even try, you'll never know. You know, and that, that's that's the biggest thing is just get out there. Don't be afraid and try. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's funny, but that whole idea of of, of telling someone what they need to do or what you would suggest. And, and, and I think that um, if I think back when I first started doing this, the, the thing you do is like Jason said, you get out, but you get out also to see bands and kind of see where you're at. Where am I at in this? You know, how do I sound? And, uh, and, and, and what do I like and what don't I like about a live show? Because when you're first starting, you, it's hard to gauge all that stuff. And then the other thing is just like we, we've all talked about, if you're, if, like Ray said about that, mm-hmm. loving to do it. If you yeah. do it, just be, it's what you do. I mean, I tell people and I joke about it. I, I started, I got in a band because I wanted to be cool. And, you know, and then I found <laughs> you out. Wanted to, girl, you wanted to get laid, don't lie. Well, yeah, and I did. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, Jesus Christ. And then all the other stuff. You did too, Ray. Don't you lie either. Yeah, come on, Ray. Don't chime in. I'm doing an SMH right now that when Ray goes, oh, I can't believe Regan said that. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, But in all seriousness is that people that do it, it's like I said earlier, they do it just because they do it. And they'll... There's this kid, Christian, that comes around, and and I feel like he'll be one that's doing it, but he hangs out. He doesn't really ask any pointed questions, at least with me. Maybe a couple here and there. I know he's talking to Ray. But there's these kids that and, and other musicians that are younger that you go, oh, they'll be doing it. You know how you can just tell? You can just yeah, tell Yeah, they stand out. Yeah, big time. Yeah. It's just so obvious that they're, they're the ones that are going to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just because they're there and they're hanging out and, and they want to know. And they're just kind of absorbing the whole thing. So, um yeah, I guess at the bottom line, I mean, that whole thing about telling anybody advice, what Ray mm-hmm. said is true, man. If you can't say that you love doing this, um, then you probably shouldn't do it, yeah. you know? Um, it's true of anything in life, mm-hmm. though, isn't it? You know? I mean, if you're going to do it half Yeah, if you're doing it, going to do it for money, you're going to be really disappointed. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, uh, uh, before I let you go, is there anybody out there that you might not have mentioned yet at, uh, during our conversation that uh, you'd like to give any shout outs to? I wanted to say David Mark. Uh, I've uh, worked for Crash Bang Boom Studios and he is a wonderful producer and uh, he helped produce all of us are strange. And uh, I, we will continue that relationship as time goes on. Um, uh, he, he's very good at what he does, and uh, it's just another opportunity and another avenue for us to to uh, work with other creative people. And uh, so he was the one that produced this. And the other shout out I'd like to give is to Cedric J. He uh, uh, storyboarded, edited, and uh, shot our video to all of us are strange 
And uh, so big love to both of these guys. They're uh, very talented dudes, and uh, hopefully they'll be working with us in the future and be involved in our success. I'd like to, I know we've already given a shout-out, but I just wanted to give another shout-out uh, to uh, Sean Van Domlin and Troy Moss, our, uh, our extraordinary guitar-playing brothers. Um, they couldn't be here today because the schedule schedules, but they uh, we love them they're and, and they're both uh, they're both they're both monsters. <laughs> they are <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Uh, uh, we have been talking to Ken, Jason, uh, Ray, and Regan from Strangely All Right, um, guys. This this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah, and and I really appreciate you. Uh, you know, playing the song and listening to it and taking the time to uh, to, to want to talk to us. It's, it's really cool. Well, you yeah, know... Thanks a lot, Mike. You're... you're... Oh, you're very welcome. You know, it's like it's it's the it's the overall theme of what we've been talking about uh, uh, for the majority of our time together. It's like we do all this stuff because we like doing it. We have that passion, that fire, that drive, um, and mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun too. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> um, Definitely. Uh, uh, was there anything else uh, next for Strangely All Right that we may not have mentioned yet? Anything? Um, upcoming we didn't touch on oh you know what we have a christmas song that we put out a couple years ago oh and we're gonna we'll, we we will put that out for free download in probably a week okay <laughs> just because we're christmas geeks and it's called i believe in christmas and you can find that on youtube um and uh it, we have a, a lyric video and i set up the free download from our soundcloud page and uh, just a lot of fun uh it was one of the it's one of those songs that uh, when we did it, it was fun and cool. But every time we pull it back up, it uh, to be quite honest with you, it even sounds better. So you know what the heck? Very and, uh, cool. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have to uh, uh, give that a spin during an upcoming show before uh, before the holidays because I've I've got a couple more episodes coming up before uh, before the Christmas. So I'll uh, um, I'll, I'll make sure that that gets uh, gets hyped and included at some point. Uh, Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Nice. Hey, Mike, I've got a question for you real quick. Of course. It's a practical question. Sure. Are we going to do Stone Age tomorrow night? (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't help himself. Oh, man. Not once, but twice. beautiful oh so good always gotta do stonehenge well well again guys this is uh this has been um, a lot of fun um yep so good a lot of fun for us too i'm gonna go put up christmas lights now in front of my house so all right sounds good over and help let me know (laughs) yeah be be over in five minutes yeah (laughs) you liar (laughs) i am lying Very well, great, good. Mike. You're a badass. Oh, thanks badass, a lot, guys. Mike, we appreciate you, man. Uh, appreciate yeah, you taking the so time. Much. Well, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having us, brother. Uh, you're very, very welcome. It's a, it's my pleasure. And uh, make good choices and have a, have a great day. All right, thanks, All Mike. Right. Ray, you hear him? You too. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. 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 
This has been a production of Mike Seibert Radio. If you'd like to listen to any of my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows, you can listen and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. The show can also be found on Podknife. And if you like what you're hearing, don't be shy. Tell a friend and spread the word. Like, share, rate, and review the podcast wherever you find it, and I will read your reviews on the air and give you a shout-out. You can find me online at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're an independent artist and would like to share your music with us, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, shoot me an email, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. Or just message me. Thanks for listening. 